Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath November 6th, we look at Lesson 6, For What Nation Is There So Great? This is also our 100th episode, and we have a special and honored guest, President Carlos Craig of the Southwestern Union Conference. Together, we'll seek and find what element made the nation of Israel great, and that is them following in a true relationship with the God of heaven and earth. Hopefully, we can become great as well. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, here we are for Lesson 6, For What Nation Is There So Great? And we have a very special and honored guest with us uh, before I uh, read the memory text. And Michael, since he was my conference president for 12 yeah, years. I was going to say, you should probably introduce him because <laughs> you've known him longer than I have. So uh, who do we have? A, a wonderful and great leader. He was the conference president of Texas. Well, actually, you worked for Texas for how many years? 21. 21 years, yeah. yes. And then here recently, I think it was 2018. You became the Southwestern Union uh, uh, No, actually this year. It was this 2021 year. 2021 back in May. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. You know, there it goes. <laughs> Time seems a little off with COVID and everything. Oh, right? no worries. It no really worries. does. We, we just <laughs> talked about feeling. it. There was that two-year period where we just like kind of uh, lost it, and we're yeah. back, though. You yeah, know? we are. Yeah. And praise the Lord that ministry hasn't ceased in the, in the praise meantime. God. Yeah, praise we're God. grateful for your leadership, Elder Craig, and thank you for uh, your support of of Southwestern, as well as uh, joining us for this podcast today. Privileged to be here with you guys. Yes, you know, I, I can say this honestly, uh, which is there's times where in my ministry, and he probably knows stories about me that, you know, I don't want it to all get out, but <laughs> when I was down and out and just had issues or things like that, he was a president that you could reach by phone, and he'll call you back and pray with you. Uh, wow. And it's not only me, but I have several friends that are still mm-hmm. in Texas Conference that remember him and know him and know him as a man of God, and I know his kids too, and they're people of God and wonderful, wonderful family, so I really appreciate him and his leadership. And I I just want to mention, since this is our 100th episode, that we got started, what, two years ago? Yes. And it's uh, thanks to the support of the Southwestern Union and Southwestern Adventist University, and not everyone may know, but uh, Elder Craig is the chair of our board of the university, as well as his role in the union, so that's kind of a nice um, combination, so we love to promote uh, Southwestern, Swahu, as we like to say, yes, but sir. also uh, to support our members and churches across our union as well. Amen. All right. Amen. So let's let's jump straight into this let's memory text. Deuteronomy chapter four, verse eight. And what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in all this law, which I set before you this day? Uh, just highlighting what makes the nation of Israel actually great. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, Michael, uh, lead us out on this discussion on Sunday. Do not add or take away. Yeah, well, um, we got this verse here and I'm going to go ahead and read it. And then um, we're going to kind of uh, shift over to Matthew as well. So I'll give Elder Craig a little heads up on that. Maybe he can uh, read that passage in Matthew for us. Uh, but as we're kind of looking into this, it says, um, I'll start out with this first one. Now, Israel, here are the decrees and laws I'm about to teach you. Follow them so that you may live and may go in and take possession of the land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving you. Do not add to what uh, I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. Mm. Uh, so we have this kind of this 
this uh, impassioned appeal by Moses that here we have this this uh, text here, um, the law of God. Let's you know don't make it into something more than what God's given, but not take away either. So you have this kind of balance between. Uh, the two, the statutes and judgments. God wants us to pay attention, and interestingly, it, it's it's talking about um, uh, you know this great nation. This is God's people, uh, but it's not them. They of themselves that makes them great. It's actually um, it's God's. Well, it's the fact that God's chosen them. That relationship, that relational aspect, and so uh, the danger is we can make um, religion about ourselves instead of about God and that relationship. So. Uh, kind of moving on here, it talks about uh, Matthew 15, uh, the first nine verses, and, and it's kind of a reminder again um, of this this sort of thing, Jesus and the Pharisees. Uh, Elder Craig, what's going on here? Yeah, I think that, you know, the lesson points out that Jesus, um, he kind of called the Pharisees out, you know, mm. the Sanhedrin out on this because this was at the height of introducing human mm. concepts and human laws in place human traditions in place of mm-hmm. God's mm-hmm. law. Yeah. And God calls, uh, Jesus calls him out very pointedly. Wow. And I love the way he says, he winds up by saying, in vain, mm-hmm. they honor me. Wow. And I, it made me think as we went through the lesson this week that, um, yeah. you know, how many times are we worshiping God in vain? Wow. Meeting in vain, you know. Well, you're to... stepping on some toes here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just thought about myself. How many times have I yeah. walked into church or walked into something like this yeah. where we're talking about the Word of God and I'm doing it in vain because my human mm-hmm. concepts are overshadowing what He wants to tell us through His mm. Word. Wow. wow. You know, I remember a sermon you preached before, John chapter 4, worship Him in spirit and in truth. Wow. He said, a lot of times we're we're worshiping in truth, but what about that spirit, yes, right? And yes. coming both together, uh, and so sometimes if you take out one or the other, mm-hmm. we're also worshiping in vain. Absolutely. And yeah. so uh, bringing those human constructs in that we need to take out in mm. order to worship Him for who He is. I'm, I'm going to try and step on some toes some more. <laughs> no, go for it. I don't know the, if my feet can take anymore. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, Buster, we have too much fun sometimes. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many things that we do as Adventists that are good things. I think of, um, you know, being vegetarian, our lifestyle, our diet, and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, but if, we don't ha- if we're not doing them for the right reasons, mm-hmm. um, then uh, the danger is, or even Sabbath, you know, which is supposed to be this, this beautiful mm-hmm. thing that God's created for us, but... Um, it's possible to lose that relational aspect if I'm hearing you guys right. Absolutely. I, my dad used to tell me, Carlos, you can do the right thing for the wrong reason. Wow. And I thought about that for many years. I didn't get it when I was in academy and even in yeah. college. But yeah. after I got into ministry, I began to understand that sometimes, you know, when I would stand up to preach on Sabbath mm-hmm. in one of my churches, my heart wasn't right. Yes. And then I those words that he told me those years back in academy, wow. they began to ring true. So we have to be careful as Adventists that we're not doing all of these things, this list of things that we do, (laughs) have to do this, can't do that, you know. We better make sure that our heart is in the right place when we do it. Mm -hmm. So we need to get rid of my checklist and (laughs) have a heart list, right, with God. I like that, a heart list. I love that. Yeah, Yeah. most Mm -hmm. definitely. What happened at uh, Baal Peor? Uh, Buster, what's... You know, this this one might be a little bit gruesome, so if uh, you have kids listening. <laughs> See, this is rated. Uh, what, what do we rate this? Yeah, this is this is rated all the way, right? Yeah, this okay. is, <laughs> but we, we see here at Belpior, um, 
that the Israelites had come together and they were they were committing harlotry with the women of Moab. Mm. And as a result of this, there was, uh, it says the Lord's fierce anger went out and turned away from Israel. And there was a plague that started going about. Mm. And it wasn't until uh, Phineas, the son of Eleazar, went and he actually took a javelin with someone who was committing that harlotry in the act and thrust it through both of them, killed them, that the, the plague ceased. And we just see... You know, you, you take all this in and you just realize there's so many elements going on here. And I yeah. think that the the lesson did a really good job of, of just bringing out that God does have fierce anger, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Elder Craig, you're talking about sometimes coming before the Lord with our hearts not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not I'm not saying like <laughs> your fist anger is going to come out you know, up on him there. But, yeah. but there are things that we can do that turn God's favor away. There are mm-hmm. things that we can do. And God is not necessarily focused so much on the acts, but he's focused in, once again, coming back to that word, the heart list. Mm-hmm. Uh, that even in sometimes striving to do the correct thing, that our hearts can be far away from him. Mm-hmm. And that as well, God is saying, I want you, uh, my son, Jesus, he died for you. I want you. And yet I have your actions. I have these things, but I don't actually have you. Mm. And here at Bel Pior, we see them committing a uh, harlotry. And as a result of that, we see that it doesn't just affect one person or, mm-hmm. or a few. Mm-hmm. The plague took out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's sad, but at the same time, uh, we also see hope that is uh, that is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the praise that he gives to Eleazar, uh, sure. to gives to Phineas as a result. Yeah. But also, we also see the, the people of uh, Midian, uh, mm-hmm. as well as the people of uh, Zimri, the son of Salu, the leader of the father's house, the Simeonites. All these people are affected because of this man's actions, right? Mm. Uh, and so hopefully it's a lesson to us, mm-hmm. making sure our heart list is correct. Yeah. Sounds like there's consequences and the impact that How that dare has. you use the C word? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and if, I, if I had a consequence for everyone that I deserved, right? Mm. I don't think I'd be here. Yeah. And I think that's the, well, the hard task. And I, I think that should also give us a sense of humility that, we, mm-hmm. you know, it, when instead of just kind of pointing out the flaws in others and you start realizing, wait a minute, those flaws are within, but but for the grace of God. And that, that should give us uh, in how we treat one another um, as well. Yeah, most most definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, along here with uh, Baal Peor, mm-hmm. it also gives us this command, which I talked about a little bit of hope that is in this lesson, sure. which is uh, cleave to the Lord your God. Yeah. What, what, what was the lesson asking us to do here? Yeah, so so we're kind of going, uh, continuing the story, and I'm thankful it's not in that uh, rated uh, whatever it was <laughs> there in that previous section, because, you know, there's parts of the Bible, it's kind of scary. Yes, you know? yes it is. And, uh, you know, I'm reminded of this because my kids are in PBE, you know, with the, the mm-hmm. having to memorize, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, there's some parts here that need some explanation here, you know, a little <laughs> bit of uh, parental uh, guidance. and. Right. Uh, and so um, I'm glad that the story doesn't end there, even in the darkest of times. And, and this is kind of this transition point that I love is verse four of Deuteronomy chapter four. But you uh, that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day. And so um, it asks this question, how did this text explain the difference between those who fell into sin and those who didn't? And what message does that have for us with sin and temptation and God's power in our lives? So I'm, I'm going to kind of uh, uh, impinge on our, our, our guest here and try to and, and, and throw that um, at you, Elder Craig. You know, um, how, how does this how do we deal with this whole thing of temptation and 
and then uh, this thing of cleaving to the Lord. What, what does that What does that mean? Yeah, I've, I've often thought that, you know, as Christians, a lot of times we kind of gravitate to a little bit of a flippant position mm-hmm. about how we approach God. Yeah. And we take our sin very lightly and mm. uh, don't even think about what it does to him, mm. how it hurts his heart, you know, when we continue mm-hmm. in repetitious sin. Yeah. I always remember a story told by Norman Vincent Peale that oh. when he was a young boy, he said one yeah. day he was walking down the sidewalk and he saw a cigar on the ground that was lit. Yeah. And he said he remembered all of those commercials with the Marlboro man, you know, <laughs> and how yeah. cool he looked. So he... Yeah. Looked around quick, picked up the cigar and put it to his lips. And then he looked up and he saw his father coming toward him. Oh my. And so he put it quickly behind his back and tried to hide it. And his came up to father came up and he wanted to change the subject. So he said, Dad, look, the circus is coming to town. Will you take me to the circus? And Norman Vincent Peale says, my dad told me something I've remembered all my life. He, he looked at me with the look of disappointment. And he mm-hmm. said, son, never petition your father when you're hiding sin behind your back. And Norman Vincent Peale says that shook me to the core and it made me think about how we approach God a lot of times. And God wants to deliver us from sin, but we are so indulging in sin that sometimes we become so flippant. We come into his presence and petition him when we have no intention of releasing the sin in our lives. Mm. Ouch. (laughs) That cuts deep. But at the same time, yeah. it shows, once again, when God calls us and he wants us, mm-hmm. you know, who do we think we are to try to manipulate yeah. the God of heaven yeah. to try to bamboozle him, right? Yeah. And yeah. to let our hands and our eyes and our ears to be seen before him. Yeah. Mm. Well, it kind of reminds me, you know, sin sin is actually serious. You know, we talk about all these things, but God actually wants to have... Um, he, he wants us to be authentic and real with him in our in our everyday lives how we how we live that mm-hmm. um, how we live that out and there's two Bible promises that are we're reminded of here uh, Jude 24 to him who is able to keep you from, from stumbling fault. and to present you before his glorious appearance uh, uh, glorious presence without fault and with great joy and I, I love this because um, one of the the challenges I, I see and I, I keep seeing this again and again we've had even some conversations with even some of our theology students, you know, is how do how do I become perfect? I just can't ever seem to overcome mm-hmm. sin, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this idea that and and here's the challenge: is if we're trying to be the ones to do it, right. we're never going to have that actual victory. And I love this promise because it says uh, to him who's able to keep you. Um, that idea of keeping us. It's it's when we fully depend and surrender. I love how Ellen White talks about that surrendering in steps to Christ. You know, um, that we have to be made willing to be made willing to to be to to surrender which i think is just a beautiful promise and uh in first corinthians ten thirteen, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind but god is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear this beautiful amen. promise mm-hmm. and then also promising to make a way of escape yes amen yes yeah so uh buster coming back to this cleaving um uh, it kind of is. I think we're coming back to the beginning of the lesson again. We are. For what nation is there so great? You know, uh, this uh, Deuteronomy chapter four verses mm. five through nine, as it's uh, as yeah. I'm bringing it up here, uh, it simply says, "Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments, just as the Lord my God commanded me that you should act according to them in the land which you go and possess." 
Therefore, be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of your peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, surely this nation is great and wise and an understanding people. And I'm going to jump down here to uh, verse 9. It says, only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and your grandchildren. You know, I, I, I just want to, there's someone here with much more wisdom than I have, and I'm not just saying that facetiously, but I want to hear uh, Elder Craig, uh, as I was going through this, these words, observe, keep, teach them to your children, hmm. kept ringing back to my head, and and any any wisdom you can impart upon our audience, I'd love to love to hear it. Yeah, the older I get, I just understand, you know, having yeah, now three thirty-year-old children, it's scary. And then um, <laughs> grandkids, you know, in their teens, mm. I um, I just think about every day almost now how important it is for me to model god's character god's love god's spirit to my kids and to my grandkids there was a time when my kids were teenagers and into college that i spent a lot of time yelling at them Mm. trying to pound the word of god into them it took me many years to understand that that doesn't work it doesn't work now that my kids are in their 30s they're um they're struggling you know to remain close to god as all of us do Mm -hmm. but i have found that the best thing i can do for them is to pray for them. Yeah. Um, when I talk to them, I hear the need of their heart. And I thought, you know, that's exactly what God does for us. That's why yeah. he asks us to pray. Mm-hmm. So he can hear the need of our heart. Not that he know, He needs to know yeah. uh, that we tell him, but he already knows. But he loves to hear us say it mm-hmm. so that he can minister to our hearts. And so when Deuteronomy here talks about the need of us to pass on these statutes to our kids and to their mm. kids, it's such a solemn trust that we have as leaders and as fathers and as men in God's kingdom sure. to keep that rolling along. Mm. You know, uh, that's a word I haven't heard in a long time, which is model, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of responsibility in there and one that I know is dependent upon us, depending upon God. But it's one that I think we're missing. I think we're right now in the midst where everyone wants to be correct. Everyone yeah. wants to be right. Everyone wants to prove their point. And yeah. very few are saying... Lord, I want to live it out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know I'm going to fall short, mm-hmm. but may I be an example of people will be able to look at and see this is yeah. someone who's striving to do it. And right. even that advice you just gave me right now just reminds yeah. me sometimes that as my my daughter is six going on uh, going on 16, <laughs> right? It seems like it. And my yeah. son is eight uh, of, of, I need this reminder, I need to be that model. That, mm-hmm. That's what God has called us for. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a young pastor years ago in a place far away from here. <laughs> I remember a, a church member, there's a situation that came up and, and it was not good. I mean, it had good reason to be pretty upset. But I remember uh, some, you know, some stuff that, and, and I remember being in the car and being very, very upset. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, I, and I remember getting a phone call and I, 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 I was upset. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember my daughter, who at that time I think was maybe probably two or three, just a little tight, you know, could barely talk. But I remember her saying uh, something along the lines of, Daddy, you need to talk nicer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just remembered, you know, even in the midst of when we don't even think we're having that influence, those things. And I realized, you know, um, even though I was really upset, I needed to 
uh, I think the Holy Spirit was pricking my heart that you know this is an opportunity. Oh, I need to I need to repent first of all. Mm-hmm. I, I was mm-hmm. right to be upset about the situation, but how I was handling it wasn't the best. Right. And then you know, and I, through the the words of a child, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also realized that that you know how we live our everyday lives, how we how we drive, how we how we treat those that we maybe people that don't like us, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that that that's the kind of this litmus test of how authentic our, our spiritual lives are, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. to, to realize that people are watching, including our own children at yeah. all times. Yeah. And yeah, we're the greatest witness to our own, you know, to our own family. Uh, you know? there, there's one of yeah. my mentors who told me it's never too late to say I'm sorry. And yeah. it's never too early to start saying I'm sorry to your kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I realized Man, I and those need, are the do it. <laughs> three hardest words in the English language. <laughs> I, I am sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I you messed know, up. You know, Deuteronomy 32, uh, 4, 32 to 35 talks a little yeah. bit more about God sure. being creator. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why they realize a special create, uh, yeah. special uh, calling be placed upon them. Mm-hmm. But then Thursday's lesson switches over here to your wisdom and your understanding. Mm. And uh, as it gets into, especially Deuteronomy 4, verse 6, uh, a little bit more, Michael. Sure. Um, Elder Craig, please share with us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll just read verse 6 because I think that's the heart of it. And then, I'll, you know, Elder Craig, as, as you feel comfortable, um, observe them carefully for this will show your wisdom and understanding. So that's our wisdom and understanding that you were that's the stock emphasizing here to the nations who will hear about all these decrees and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. So um, a lot to unpack here, but uh, we've got wisdom, understanding. Uh, tell us a little bit more, Elder Craig. What, what, help us out here with this wisdom and understanding thing. Yeah, I, you know, the lesson pointed out that one at face value might mm-hmm. think that the wisdom comes from the rules and regulations mm-hmm. that God had set forth. But, you know, the author points out the wisdom was not in the rules and regulations. The wisdom mm-hmm. is in the relationship yeah, with yeah. God. Yeah, You can know the rules and regulations and yeah. not follow through in keeping them because you don't have a relationship. And I often think of marriage. Huh. You know, mm. If someone would have uh, given me a book when I married Letty, yeah. telling me <laughs> all the things I needed to do to keep her happy, that would have been a pretty thick book. Yeah. And I would have said, oh, forget it, no way. Yeah. I can't keep everything in that thick book. Mm-hmm. Mm. But now I look back and I say, you know, I because I love her mm. with all my heart, I would do whatever's in the book and more. Yeah. And I don't need to look at the book mm-hmm. if I if my heart is mm-hmm. full of her yeah. and the love I have for her. And I think that's what God is telling us here yeah. and what he was telling his people. When you fill your heart with me, when mm-hmm. you have a relationship with me, mm-hmm. the rules and regulations come natural. Yeah. And yeah. and that's what we need to focus on. You know, I, I just, I'm, I'm so amazed this, you know, um, I guess, you know, Deuteronomy, this, this lesson, this quarter has really surprised me because I remember when I was a kid trying to read the Bible, I'm, I'm always, uh, it, it's kind of, I, I always lost it somewhere in Leviticus, Numbers, and for sure by Deuteronomy. <laughs> Deuteronomy for sure. <laughs> and what's amazed me is, uh, you know, Dr. Muscala, we interviewed at the beginning of this, this lesson who, who wrote the companion book and everything. You know how relational and how this is all about God's love, yes. and I just—it's just oozing out of these texts that, in ways that I just never seen before. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so just reminding us how much we need um, that relational aspect. We need to pay attention too. God wants us to pay attention, be aware of of, of 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 the law of God. This is what 
Moses is teaching and talking about, but right. but but we need that uh, both the wisdom and the understanding to go together. That uh, and the one without the other, we could do all kind of what we talked about before. We can keep the Sabbath, you know, refrain from certain things, just like in a marriage relationship. What you were mm-hmm. talking about, Elder yeah. Craig, uh, you can not cheat on your spouse, all those mm-hmm. kinds of things, and be technically faithful and have because you haven't broken the letter of the law, but not have a actually loving, meaningful committed relationship where right. you you know and, and i think that's what god wants is he wants both he wants of course he wants us to do the right things but he wants us to to have our hearts mm-hmm. yeah. you, you know i i did a chapel this morning at fwaja uh, fort worth adventist junior I academy say, i don't know what that <laughs> is <Master. laughs> I I it. so, some of our listeners might I, not know either i'm not speaking in tongues i promise <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for that reassurance <laughs> and uh, i spoke on uh matthew chapter 724 for yeah. the uh the wise Ooh. man built his house on the rock, right? How but fun. it says, whoever does the, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them yeah. is like a wise man who built his house on the rock, right? Yeah. And so I talked, told them the rock is actually following the scripture, following the words of Christ and yeah. obeying them and obeying them out of love. Mm. And there's a kid afterwards who schooled me. Mm. He mm. says, okay, you told us about the rock, but what are the houses? Mm. I said, that's a good question. I said, what do you think? He's like, I think our hearts are the houses. Interesting. He's like, so wow. in our hearts, if we keep the scripture and mm-hmm. obey them, yeah. he's like, that, that's when we're actually building our house on the rock, our hearts on the rock. And I was like, kid, you need to come and take my position. <laughs> <laughs> come, come teach me, right? <laughs> and is, and it, I love it. And it ties in wonderfully here, which yeah. is, it's not, yeah. don't just obey and don't just yeah. observe, yeah. Yeah. but make sure that you're doing it out of love. Make mm. sure that your heart is yeah. once again given unto God. So that's the reason. Motiv- yeah. Motivation yeah. matters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, we've covered a lot of ground here in just a short little while. We so, surely did. Um, you know, I think we're just reminded again of, of God's law and uh, his love and that relational aspect. And, and what makes God's people great isn't that they're so awesome and, you know, all that in a bag of chips, so to speak, the mm-hmm. expression, you know. Yes. Um, but it's, it's, it's that relational aspect. And when we have that relational aspect, there's other people that say, Hey, there's something different. There's mm-hmm. something different going on here. I want what you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me of one of our uh, Southwestern students, now students. Um, she, uh, Elder Craig, she's she's an atheist living in our community, hmm. just here in I think in Alvarado, mm-hmm. and um, she came on campus for something, and and she hadn't been here before, and and she said um, after coming here. I noticed how people treated one another, how they talked to each other. It was different than anything I had ever seen before. Mm. She said, whatever they had, I wanted it. Mm. And so here she is signing up to take one of our religion classes, Life and Teachings. And she says, is it okay if I'm an atheist and take your class? <laughs> Man, can you imagine? Wow. And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, I was, still got to study. I was, sure. I was wondering. I was wondering why you were licking your chops when you. Were <laughs> <laughs> what a great opportunity! Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the end of that year, she was baptized. One yes. of her wow. students, Amen. and I just praise the Lord for that. How she fell in love with Jesus. See that sparkle yes. as they, you know. And I just—that's one of the things I love about Southwestern. We Amen. just see mm-hmm. that. Every day we have the privilege, the opportunity to, to learn and grow together. Yes. You know, because, um, you know, I, I'll speak for myself. I haven't arrived. I got a lot lot of room for improvement, but I'm thankful that we learn to, and grow together. It was stretched together. Michael, yeah. I have to share this one. So Michael okay. introduced me to a book here recently called Uh-oh. Fierce Conversations. Oh, yeah. Mm. I've immediately implemented it into my mm-hmm. biblical uh, conflict resolution class. And uh, today I had them go over a list of the questions in the book. And yeah. one of those... 
what fierce conversations do you need to have with three mm. people? Mm-hmm. And one of them said, I want to have a fierce conversation with Pastor Russ because I know I need to get baptized. Wow. And this is one of our community uh, yeah. students as well. So I, I mean, love it. Uh, once again, we get the chance to see it. And thank you, Michael, for introducing me to that book. <laughs> well, I, someone introduced it to me and I just, you know, these resources keep learning and growing. And uh, maybe we need to have that for one of our upcoming faculty book clubs, Buster. Uh, I think that would be very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're just thinking out loud right here in the middle of the podcast. But we'll have to, uh, just to creating those moments to keep, keep learning and keep growing as faculty so that we can uh, grow together and with students. And um, Elder Craig, thanks for being on here for us for Thank our so 100th and episode. Uh, it's hard to believe our listeners, um, uh, this is two years, wow. every years. week, wow. every week. Yes. Um, and so we appreciate uh, your support uh, of uh, Southwestern Adventist University. And uh, so thank you. I just wanted to take the opportunity that I'm here to thank the both of you, um, Michael and Buster, for investing in our young people. Mm. Um, what you do every day is priceless. Uh, I often have wished I could do this, you know, be able to invest in the young people the way that you all do. And so on behalf of the Southwestern Union, Mm -hmm. thank you so much to both of you and all of the faculty and Mm -hmm. teachers uh, and staff that spend so much of yourself to to invest in these kids. And your work will be seen throughout eternity. So thank you both. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Well, it's a great privilege, and uh, you know, as you're as we're continuing to go through this series, I want to invite our listeners to to think about how uh, God may be tugging on your heartstrings as we're talking about um, all these different things. Uh, let the Holy Spirit just kind of come in and penetrate to the deepest corners, recesses of our lives, and and wherever you may be in your spiritual experience. Uh, you know, I think one of the the takeaways from this lesson this week is, you know, God wants to have a relationship with each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. And Amen. Uh, the thing I um, take away is need more modeling and sometimes less talking. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and we, we don't want to see the talk, we want to see walk the walk, exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. and it's true of our, our families, and it's true of uh, in the classroom. But students also, um, they want to see what's going on, not just in the classroom with those lectures or whatever you want to, you know, the, the classroom experience, but outside the classroom, they see your... You know, they want to see that authentic experience. Well, I think that uh, puts a wrap for another week. Yeah, yes, Episode it is. Episode 100, Buster. Yes, woo! This is Sue. <laughs> and Swoops, signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops, signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has, for over 125 years, provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swau.edu. Or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.